Good evening. Welcome to Brothers on the Phone, talking movies. You know, you sound a little like Alfred Hitchcock when you do that, with just the way you pause. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. (laughs) Good evening. Yeah, if I stay home any longer, I'm going to look like Alfred Hitchcock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, outside of the hair, which, thank God, that's growing. And the rest of me is growing. Um, You mean you don't like doing jumping jacks in your bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, yeah, so welcome to another edition of Brothers on the Phone Talking Movies, Quarantine, Social Distancing, Week 3. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's down to the calendar days now. Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. Oh, it's man. crazy. Well, so we've, we've done now, um, we've done with feel-good flicks, we've done inspirational <laughs> flicks, just anything to get us through this. And now we've really, this is desperate times going for desperate measures, and we are here now. Exactly. So this has been something you've wanted to do for some time, and I've been resisting. And we found a compromise. Oh, this is actually a great compromise. Uh, I mean, we, we, we talked about maybe doing a podcast, an episode on films that feature uh, some of the great music and dancing and and so uh and it was your suggestion that we take some of the best dancing sequences in some of the great musical films of all time well i did so this is how i looked at it and you know you're you've watched way more musicals than i have and and it's not necessarily my favorite genre but you know i can't just say a whole genre is worthless there's been some great musicals and great movies what I, I did was, and I hope this doesn't mess you up, I just picked like kind of three dances that I liked and then three kind of songs that I really liked within um, a musical-type film. Sure. I, I, that's just kind of how I did it. There was about six things that came to mind, and, or I narrowed it down to. And, yeah. uh, and it was fun, and I found some stuff that I really enjoyed. And it was probably – it was easier for me than I thought because I went back to things that I really recalled quickly. That I liked. So it wasn't that hard, actually. Yeah, it's not that hard. And what's really, what I think is interesting about this particular film genre is that it's, we don't see it anymore. I mean, the last really, what I would call a, a, a film that had a lot of dancing in it, that, that was good and it was received well, was Chicago with Catherine Zeta-Jones. And, and yeah, it was. I what mean, about was La La Land? You don't consider that? Oh, uh, I, you know, I, I, I do. But I think that was even more so that 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 was that was even a bigger that was even a bigger production. Um, I, I thought I, and I thought the dancing was really it was that was something. The choreography, I mean, it was amazing. I liked the story with with La La Land. I thought there was a lot there was a lot more going on even than that, um, than the dancing. But but I just don't think it's a, a genre that we see very much anymore. And it's just when you look at it. You, you kind of think like, wow, that was really, that was a thing uh, that really happened here. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was a huge genre for many years. And then, you know, it goes away in the, in the mid fifties and then, but then suddenly it reappears again. And, you know, sound of music basically saves the studio and it starts a, you know, musicals up again, but then they kind of weed out again. You don't really see too many musicals in the seventies. No, um, no. And it really hasn't been a genre that's really kind of died away. 
but you're right. It has every now and then a film comes along and it does pretty well, but you can't inundate the market with it because it wouldn't do well. But then they do these live musicals on TV and they have huge ratings when they do. Them. I know. I know. It's pretty cool to see that. It just goes to show you people kind of still like that. Uh, I mean, I have to say that the one thing that I, that all the films I picked, I picked, I think like six or seven that I really thought were great. They're all made in the 1950s. That's the okay. one thing that from 1950 to maybe, I don't know, 1953. Like those are the few years that it's three, it's funny. Three of mine are in the fifties. The other three are not. Yeah. Well, um, that's, those are the golden years of musicals. I, I mean. <laughs> Listen to you. Oh, the golden years. Um, all right. I'm going to start. Cause I, I'm, I'm going to start with a film from 1941. Um, and it's the film buck privates, which he introduced two big things to America, which was Abbott and Costello. It was their first film. They weren't even really stars at that point. Considered maybe their 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 best reviewed film or be, critically their best film, right? Yeah, maybe next to Abbott and Costello, Me Frankenstein, um, which I think is probably the pinnacle of their of their career. Um, and it's you know it's a com- it's a musical comedy basically, and in there the Andrew sisters debut um, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. And I love that song. I've always loved that song. It's such a fun song. It's patriotic. It's fun. I never knew that about you. You like yeah, that song. Yeah, I wow. like that song. Yeah. That's and I, pretty I, funny. They have great voices. Uh, and you could tell when they did it, everyone was like, whoa, because it was a little different. A lot of music was very schmaltzy. And at that time, and a lot of the songbook from that time is like, Ugh, but it's got that big swing feel and they're just, their voices are in unison and Patty's a great singer, Patty Andrews, she even scats a little bit. Uh, and it's just, you feel good watching it. It's, you feel patriotic watching it. It's fun. It's very memorable. Uh, really, I've always enjoyed that. And I think it's a great musical moment from a film. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, that's very unexpected. I mean, you pulled out a comedy that has uh, a very uh, memorable uh, memorable uh, uh, song and dance in there. That's very that's good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I mean, like it's that. that movie really is a musical comedy. There's quite a few musical numbers in it. Yeah. So, yeah, they uh, had there was the Lindy Hop that was uh, one <laughs> of the things that they, they, they featured in that. Now, not that I know how to do the Lindy Hop, but... But, I would uh, hope not. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. And and by the way, for people that haven't seen Abbott and Costello, what, that's a kind of a cool introduction uh, to the Buck Private. So yeah, that's neat. I like that film, and I'm not a huge Abbott and Costello. No, nor am uh, I. Fan, I and, but but yeah, that's that's fun. That's a fun movie to th- see. I picked it because I just uh, it's such a great premiere of yeah. that song. I think everyone needed that song at the time, and it's just a fun tune, and and they're great. So yeah. Uh, wow, that's that's good. Uh, well, I, I I had so many choices, but I narrowed it down. Summer Stock with Gene Kelly, nineteen fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, like the movie itself is is fun, but what's really fun that I love about that movie is the solo dance scene where Gene Kelly dances with the newspaper, and he, he it's just a sheet of one sheet of newspaper, and he he tears it in half, and it's all. To the beat and then he tears it again and there's a creak in the floor and it's he rhythmically dances with that in time and you really just get to see there's no tricks there's nothing 
funny about it. You just go, wow, this is this is a great dance uh, choreographed scene with somebody that is just like this is their craft. It's amazing, and I love the way that they shot this film that you can see his feet. And I know that seems like, well, shouldn't you see his feet if it's a dance film? But not all dance films are shot really well. And, and a lot of those dance films in the fifties, the really good ones are shot really, really well. So I, yeah, I, that's I, just it. Love it. I have, I have seen that scene. Um, now I have to admit, I haven't seen that movie in its totality, but I've seen that scene cause I know it's pretty famous. And I know that was the movie that Judy Garland, they, she had filmed it like she was okay and then she wasn't okay. And then she took a big break from the film to kind of get well. And then by the time she came back, she was much thinner than when she started. And I remember reading about that because she was having a hard time at that point. So like at the end of the movie, she's just she's probably 20 pounds thinner than she was at the beginning of the movie. Because she had kind of gotten herself back a little bit, so yeah, I mean, she looks great on the poster. She's got like great yeah. legs. I mean, she yeah. really looks like she's in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah. had to be. Yeah, no, that's a really neat scene, and I mean, Gene Kelly, of course. And it's funny, I do know that scene. I would never have thought of it, um, and that's not like I said, it's not a movie I've seen in its entirety. But uh, good pick. I I went with um, a great great scene that I've always loved. It's a dancing scene. And uh, once again, the movie's kind of fluff. It's uh, from 1951 Royal Wedding, and it's Fred Astaire dancing on the scene. Oh, you got one of my picks? Yeah. Look I don't at know. you. Sorry, sorry. No, I we'll love share, it. We'll share in this. I love that scene. I show it to my kids. Of course. Really? It's, yeah, it's, it's that's so, awesome. It's so inventive. It's so your cool. stock is just shot way up. <laughs> I, I did not know that about you. Your stock was, has been in the toilet, by the way. Uh, absolutely, I agree. <laughs> I'm a, of, of, of questionable reputation, and uh, no, this is just a great scene. It's so fun when you watch it. You're like, how they do that, and. I almost I read about how they did it, and I almost didn't want to know. I stopped reading. I said, "You know what? I don't even want to know," because it's so cool to, to think about it and not really know how they did it. And... Well, there's there there's guess what? There's a uh, Stanley Donen, the director of the film, as you know. He yeah. was talking about this on TCM with Ben Mankiewicz, I think, and he told everybody how he shot this, how they did it, and it was and it was fascinating. Kind of hard to follow, but the the camera turned. And so now on YouTube, they've done a split screen. You can see it on the right side of the screen. It shows you the camera turning and Fred is just dancing on what is supposed to be the ceiling. Ah. And on the left side, in the left side of the screen on YouTube, you're watching what the film actually looked like. But on the right side shows the camera turning and Fred dancing on the wall, on the side and everything. And it just it's it's like you have to see it. In fact, you should show the your daughters that the, the girls will go. Oh wow, that's how they did it. And there's like, I think there's only one, maybe one or two edits where you can you can see it if you look at the film. But who cares? It's so cool. It really is like to see filmmaking like that at a time where they didn't have all the tricks that they have now, and they had to be really creative in how they did it. And uh, it's still really neat to watch. I think the only drawback from that. 
uh, is that awful Lionel Richie song that it influenced Dancing on the Ceiling, probably, <laughs> which is just a terrible song. And yes, sadly, it influenced that. But other than that, great scene. Love it. And what's, what's interesting about it is that that film was made in, in 19, it was released in 1951. So I guess they were yes. shooting it sometime in 1950. And Fred Astaire was 50 years old. No, he's 50, 50, yeah, he's 50, Unreal. 51 years old. He's just, I mean, that's amazing that he could do that kind of dancing. I could barely uh, stand for two <laughs> minutes at a time. And he's out there dancing on the freaking ceiling. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a good one. Wow. You, uh, well, I mean, you picked it too. Obviously, you, it's a good you, one. <laughs> you, crushed, you crushed it on that. Yeah, I mean, the movie's pretty good. But it, like again, if you're just not into musicals and you can't stay with that kind of thing, you can rent That's Entertainment. The first one, there's three of them. That's Entertainment Part 1, 2, and 3. I love all three, but I guess probably people say the first one is maybe the most fun. And I think it's reviewed as the best because it, it, it talks about musicals, comedy, yeah. And, you know, they just kind of hit the whole the whole thing. Yeah, with, no, that's uh, a, it's a, it's a, those are really actually really good films. And you're right. They're they're neat to watch and you get to see yeah, the evolution of the musicals and all the celebrity and stars. And, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. And the third one's fun, too, because it shows some stuff that, you know, was on the cutting room floor, stuff that didn't necessarily make the film. Yeah. They show some alternate takes and things, which is really kind of neat for people that are huge fans of musicals. The third one's really fun. Uh, even I enjoyed that one. Yeah. So, remember that, remember that scene where they have uh, on in showboat, they have Ava Gardner and they show what we saw, what we heard in the film, which was uh, somebody dubbed her voice and you know, it sounded great what we heard, but then they played Ava Gardner's version. And I got to tell you, I thought she had a, a great voice. In she fact, did. in some ways, the the fact that it was maybe a slightly less polished made it seem less commercial and a little bit more organic, maybe. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, it was really her singing, and she was. Yeah, I loved it. I, I thought she was great too. Yeah, it's one of those confounding things. Like, who said no? And I, I thought it was great. And you'd think that if they go back, they would have had a, even a better story. Because it would have been her really singing. Who knows? She could have had a whole other career. You don't, you don't know what could have come from that because she really yeah. did have a nice voice. Yeah, interesting decision. Uh, so, sorry, I took that. You'll have to come up with something else. <laughs> oh, well, that's easy. There were so many of them. I mean, I picked American in Paris maybe because it's one of my, it's one of my favorite musicals. And, and what I like about it is one of the things I don't like about it. You could tell that American in Paris with Gene Kelly and, and Leslie Caron. It's shot. You could tell it's shot on the lot and that there's a lot of just what would seem to be a set that makes it look like they're, they're in Paris. Um, and it doesn't really matter because the money that they put in that film was the choreography and the time that they spend getting it really right. The costume the costuming is, is incredible, but there's a scene between Gene Kelly, a particular scene where they dance together. It, it's maybe one of the most romantic dances I, I, I have ever seen uh, between uh, a man and a woman. And just the lighting is incredible. It's just so smart. It's just ballet and modern dance put together. It's just beautiful. It's, um, it's just incredible. 
Leslie Caron's still alive too. It's she's still around. Leslie Caron. She must she have been must so die. young when she made that. She film. was. Yeah, she, I think she was like nineteen or twenty. Yeah, she she'd have to be. Yeah, because she's and, probably pushing ninety now. Wow. And she was great. I mean, she was amazing in it uh, for somebody that that young. But uh, yeah, I love I love that whole film. That's a film that I would say if you get excited about like watching entertainment that's entertainment part one and in it you know they you you'll see frank sinatra and mickey rooney and judy garland and the marx brothers because they do the the comedy teams it gives you a little bit of everything it just kind of gets you started then i would say you've got to go sing into the rain american in paris i mean those are two yeah i don't see anything like singing in the rains and 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 i could segue into something from there but american in paris like i i see the art in it i do it's not something that i really enjoy though and i know that that may tick some people off and well a great movie is a great movie i don't disagree with that but i i have a harder time with that film just because it's it pushes me a little too much into that world that i'm not as into but i respect it i really do I mean, that whole dance sequence at the end, what is like 20 minutes long. I mean, I can't imagine the work that took to, you know, uh, to choreograph that whole thing. So I respect it. It's not necessarily something that I want to go watch all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is one of your picks, but like, let's take like Singing in the Rain. I mean, pretty much anybody at least has seen like a second of that. Most people have seen a little bit of that. And I agree. That's more fun, that film. Yeah, and you know, one of the reasons why that film works, I think it's the same reason why American in Paris works so well, is the songs. If it has a really good song, and it's kind of catchy, and you, you can remember it, hum it back, it, it, it makes the dancing just that much more fun. I mean, a lot of the storylines in it were boy gets girl, boy loses girl, boy does something girl thinks, and she misunderstood it, or he misunderstood her, and they have a little, to, you know, there's a conflict, and then at the end, it's, they're, they're happily ever after. I mean, they're kind of uh, formulaic some of the some of the musical stories, but but where they really put the time and the effort was writing the songs and getting great music and and choreographing great dance sequences. Yeah, well, I mean, I picked uh, like I love Donald O'Connor, make him laugh. I mean, that's that's all mine. You picked two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Copycat. Well, well, go ahead. You could you could talk about how you can gob over this one. Then it's great. I love it. Well, first of all, the song Make Him Laugh. I love that song for two reasons. One, because I just, he is so fantastic and people don't talk enough about him. That guy was like, he reminds me of like Ray Bolger in The Wizard of Oz, who again is a little underrated, doesn't get enough, but he was a hoofer, Ray Bolger, and he did some amazing dancing in in The Wizard of Oz because, yes, he did. Think about what it'd be like to be in that, that scarecrow costume. So and they even cut out dance sequences that you can see extra footage from the Wizard of Oz. But but back to um, um, back to singing in the rain, make him laugh. Uh, Donald O'Connor is just like Gumby in that he is so funny, and so he mixes like all this crazy slapstick comedy, going up the walls and banging into f- furniture on the set. He oh, is, he's, he's hilarious. He's you don't even. I've watched that thing. I don't know how many times and you watch it for the entertainment value. But if you watch it just to see what he's doing is like an athlete, like it's incredible. Yeah. And he was like, built, his, like, like his body, what he's doing. It's an amazing dance. Yeah, really it's, is. It, it, it is. And I'm so glad that like they, they gave him that they featured him in that film because 
and I think Debbie Reynolds, that, well, that was her first film. That was her. I mean, that's your first film? Whoa. I know. Holy yeah. cow. That's amazing. And she's pretty good great, way. Right? Pretty good way to get started. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I love that scene. That's such, a, that's such a fun scene. And, again, I mean, if you haven't seen uh, the, 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 the Gene Kelly do his singing in the rain, it's fantastic. And, of course, to add more uh, drama to the whole actual uh, shooting of that film, he apparently had a high fever. He was very sick when he shot that film. So the fact that he shot probably the most – yeah, the most memorable dance sequence of, of any music film in history. Um, yeah, so um, I I can't say enough amazing things about that. I and agree. it's got, yeah, it's got, I mean, the song is great. And, and uh, so, so I, you can, well, I can watch that. I can watch that thing too. And I will say this you're not going to get me to do another podcast talking about men dancing again. So just enjoy <laughs> this because this is not going to happen all the time. I, I love this. I just love this. Um, um, okay, now I'm going to hit you with one that I don't know that you know that I kind of like this, um, but I do, and it kind of gr- it grew on me. It didn't. I didn't love it right away. It's Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, the Barn Dance. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is such a. I mean, like it's it's a combination of of I don't know acrobatic ballet country. It's 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 amazing. I mean, those dancers and the fact that they were able to to do this. And make it work with so many, so many people. Uh, what they do is just incredible. I mean, the, the staging of this was 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 amazing. Um, it, yeah, it's just... yeah, it's a it's a cool dance, and I agree with what you're saying. How do they make it work with so many people? I I agree. It's pretty cool. So much fun to 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 watch it, and and it just they keep heightening it. They just it just keeps getting better and better and more and more complex. So that that was one that uh, I just I mean I was kind of rating these and I was like no no this is this is really good they don't they don't show that enough and and I think and I think that they should I mean because it's a lot of fun the uh, yeah it is it, I, even some of the old and you know, Busby Berkeley you know he was so inventive in how he did things I mean I I can't say I love all the films but some of those sequences and just the way that he had so many people dance together. And they filmed it so creatively, and you could tell. I mean, this guy was like a mad genius. Uh, how he did things. Once again, it's not necessarily all my cup of tea, but I can respect it. There's definite artistry that's happening there. Um, one of my favorite musical moments, and uh, this person will come up twice uh, from 1954, Stars Born, Judy Garland when she sings "The Man That Got Away." Man, that's powerful. I mean, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she belts that out and you feel it. It's funny. She's just one of those people that uh, a lot of times I think musicals, it can be a bit over the top for me and, and they're supposed to be. And I think that's probably why I have a hard time with musicals because it goes a little too over the top for me, but her, no, especially in a scene like that, she sings it and you feel it. It's just, she belts that thing out and she's giving it her all. It's just a great, great moment in, in a, in a musical. And it's one of the, I just, the, her singing is unbelievable. And I, I, I've watched that countless times, just amazing performance. And, and I mean, that movie's uh, so many versions of that film now, and it can be a little slow at times, a little boring. And obviously it's a pretty sad film too, but 
she's just great in it. I think she should have gotten an Oscar for that film. I've often thought she was really overlooked. She should have won for that film. She really gave it a great, great performance, singing and acting. Well, my first introduction to that film is our mother because she watched that many times. Yes. And, uh, and she was that was like religion in our house. Uh, uh, that and a few other films. But yeah, I mean, well, look, look at what you had. You had George Cooker directing it. Um, I, I mean, James Mason, James, I'm not going to do my James Mason. Uh, maybe I will. Uh, Moss, Moss Hart is in that. Uh, I, you know, I mean, not, not in that. He, he's the screenplays by Moss Hart. Um, so it's, it's a really, it's a great film. It's hard to watch. Um, it, it is. I, I kind of, I mean, not to compare because it's really not fair, but, um, I think maybe I prefer that version, but that's just me. Um, she, once again, I just think she gives one of her greatest performances in that film. She shows how great of a serious actor she could be. Yeah. And uh, she should have won an Academy Award. She really was overlooked for that. I've often. Yeah. What was, what was up? It was it on the waterfront. Is that, uh, that well, I'm trying to think who won best actress. We'll have to look that best up. Actress. Who yeah. won best actress in 54. No, even Marie Saint, I think, won for best supporting actress in '54. So, yeah, who yeah. she must have been up against, like a, a heavy. Uh, yeah, know. I think so, but not one that that was better than her. Here, let's we'll look it up. Go ahead, you give me your your next pick while I look this up. Yeah, well, I mean, I had listen. This was a really this was tough for me because you know I love musicals. Saturday Night Fever was something I that's an honorable mention because what John Travolta does in that. Is super cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it was like an invented genre. I think I don't know. I mean, it just came at a time in my life that I, I remember. So that gets an honorable mention. But I guess I would have to say maybe my one of my favorite dance sequences is probably between Fred Astaire and Sid Charisse. I mean, granted, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers. Wow. I mean, they've done a number of films together. But I think maybe as a dancer, Sid Charisse is, I think, one of the most amazing dancers. And I don't know that people talk about that enough and her enough. But she does uh, a scene in, in 1953 in the movie The Bandwagon. Uh, and it's uh, it's, it's the, to the song Dancing in the Dark. And it's in a park. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is about uh, four minutes something like that. And it is the most amazing three, four minutes on film, the choreography that went into this and it, it just looks smooth and effortless and all the steps that they did. Uh, just wow. Unbelievable. And Fred, Fred Astaire is in his fifties, since early fifties. And he's, and he's with somebody that's in her twenties. Um, I know. I, I mean, just, he's insane. gliding around. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, so that is, and, and of course, I get to do my Fred Astaire. Um, and I, I loved working with Sid Charisse. He was marvelous. Wonderful. I, 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 yeah, I did. I, I loved it. I did. Did they never like not like anyone? They was, oh, she was wonderful. She was marvelous. Oh, he was amazing. He was wonderful. Well, that's how you, that's how you do these voices. I always tell people that are in person. Not that there's people out there at home struggling to get the, the, the nuance of Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire. <laughs> but if you want to do Gene Kelly, it's very, very simple. All you have to do is just talk about Leslie Caron 
and Frank Sinatra, they were wonderful and marvelous. That sounds like together. Groucho. It sounds like yeah, Groucho. Yeah, yeah, it does. Kind of, it is. There is a little bit of Groucho. He is very New Yorky in there. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a little bit. That's true. It is. It's a wonderful thing. It really is. <laughs> You're right. It does. It's got a little bit of Groucho in that. Oh uh, no, um, she 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 was an amazing dancer, and uh, I'll have to check that out again. Yeah, I I I, I, I do see that it. scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. I have seen that. Um, my favorite dance number ever. And as we kind of come to a close here, a few last uh, minute picks. This, to me, is the is the most amazing dance I've ever seen. And it's from 1941, Stormy Weather. Uh, Stormy Weather. The Nicholas Brothers uh, and Cab Calloway is doing Jump and Jive, and then they break into their dance. And I don't know if you know this dance. It's the one where they jump on the piano. I do. I do know this dance, and I'm so glad that you did this pick. This was this was on my radar. I, I wasn't sure. I thought, you know what? I think he's going to pick it. If you didn't say it, I was definitely going to mention it because the Nicholas Brothers, those guys, like break dancers. Like they got nothing. No, those guys, guys were not human. I don't know what. I don't know where <laughs> they came from. I don't know what they were doing. But you watch it, and you're like, human beings can do this. It, it's so athletic. First of yeah. all, it, yeah. the athleticism is it's crazy off the charts, and and yet it, it really it it it's still graceful too at the same time, and. You're like, how are they doing this? They're jumping on these yeah. pianos. They're going back and forth, uh, jumping on you know where the people are playing the saxophones and trumpets. They're they're jumping on their stands, and then when they go up these big steps together, and then they each jump over each other on the step. It's it it's unbelievable. I I I've watched it. I'm stunned every time I watch that scene. Every time. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm really glad you mentioned that because the I don't think that when they do like retrospectives that, that, that the Nicholas brothers really are, are mentioned. And I think they, one of them was still alive just a, a few years ago. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. Yep. I yeah. think the older of the brothers was the younger brother passed away. It was fared and I forget the other one. Yeah. They're, they're unbelievable. Just anytime you get to see them on film, they're, they're just ridiculous. I mean, Fred, Fred Astaire was like, they were incredible. he said he had never seen anything like them. Yeah. They're just amazing dancers, and you know, uh, uh, sadly, they're they're in films at a time where African Americans are not appreciated. No, um, and the talent that's in that film, just alone, that one movie, Lena Horne, Bill Robinson, Captain yeah, Calloway, yeah, uh, I forgot Fats Waller, and yeah. then all three Nicholas Brothers, Dooley Wilson, who played the piano in Casablanca, isn't yeah, that yeah. like what? And then you yeah. have music by Harold Arlen, Fats Waller, I mean Jimmy Hughes, Bill Robinson, I mean. No, it's wow. great stuff. Yeah, there's some great music in there. Yeah, great, great, great characters, actors. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, yeah, it's my favorite dance scene. Uh, I just, I've wow. never seen anything that tops that for me. Lawrence Bergman, you are the man. You crushed it. You went way beyond my expectations. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Don't, you can tell your, don't, don't listen. I'm, I don't give that up easily. I, I know you don't. And, I mean that seriously. You know, I know, I know you'll let me down again in another future absolutely, podcast. You'll say something that'll just get under my skin. But no, you you crushed it. These are great. These are great picks. Yeah, um, I, I recommend all of these, all of these movies. And and you know, I have to say, like, I do think that the the fact that they're so cheerful, some of these, 
it's probably a reflection of when they were made because it was either they were made a lot of these musicals during the Great Depression and certainly Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers when they made Shall We Dance. I mean, that was during the Great Depression in the 30s and uh, Buck Privates was made in the early 40s. Yeah, some of these so you have the 50s. These people are trying to, you know, get through the war and a lot of these musicals were help people during wartime. They needed stuff to cheer them up and yeah. to keep them motivated and and upbeat and honestly when i when you watch these things uh, i mean we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff out there and for a few minutes i watched this stuff and i just was like oh god i love this i forgot how great this was yeah it's it, just so much fun to watch it really takes you away it, it really does it, it it just puts you in a better place and it's, it's kind of w- weird because we've talked about film noir and that was that started like in uh after world war ii we saw we saw uh, a lot of films made that were that were kind of dark and sure. and uh, and and you know the 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 musicals in the late forties, early fifties, uh, they were they just uh, they were like if you wanted that, if you still wanted to stay in that cheerful place that you you, you could find you could find those. Um, so I think these are great movies for people to look at now. They're uh, real pick me ups, I'll tell you, and then fun to watch. So I would recommend the uh, the that's entertainments for those that are like me, who don't want to sit through all the fluffy musicals. Uh, you get the best parts, and uh, they're fun to watch. So uh, yes, hopefully this is the last one we'll do. Uh, I'm in, in staying <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> Our glorious feeling. <laughs> His voice was high, man. And as you're saying that, it is thundering and raining outside my door. Yes, so, timed it perfectly. <laughs> so it is perfectly well timed. Well, listen, thank you again for pushing me into this. I needed to get out of my comfort zone. It's good to do that. Excellent. Uh, but be on the lookout because I'm going to be pushing you out of your comfort zone soon. Ooh. Yes. So Horror, folks. It just may very well be. Um, so once again, we are brothers on the phone talking movies. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, you check us out on Facebook, of course. Some of the older episodes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify has them up there. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll stay talk safe, to stay inside, and listen to brothers on the phone talking movies. I would agree. Have a good evening. You too.